0: It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Dana Perino. I'm Brian Kilmeade. I'm Shannon Bream, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Monday, February 7th, 2022. I'm Trey Angst. U.S. officials have intercepted communication Indicating that some Russian leaders are concerned about the cost of invading Ukraine.
1: Maybe there are other voices, and we have to see what happens if Putin will decide to invade Ukraine, what those people who are voicing their concerns will actually do.
0: This is the Fox News Rundown, evening edition. U.S. estimates are that up to 25,000 Ukrainian troops could be killed, along with 50,000 civilians, if Russia invades their neighboring country. Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Milley, told lawmakers last week that one scenario sees 4,000 Russian soldiers dying in a fight to take the capital of Kiev. Milley believes that Kiev could fall in just three days.
1: We are talking about extensive international efforts to diffuse the tension between Russia, Ukraine and its Western allies.
0: For more on this story and others you might have missed over the past week, this is Fox News senior field producer, Yonat Frelin.
1: This time, uh, French President Macron is uh, meeting with President Putin in Moscow, and he's um, going to Ukraine tomorrow to meet with President Zelensky. in the White House, there are going to be a meeting between President Biden and the new German Chancellor. Um, and in Kiev, currently, there are four uh, foreign ministers who are visiting. Um, last week, we talked about the initiative of the Turkish president, Erdogan, who is currently sick with COVID, but maybe next week. Um, have to recover. And um, this is insignificant because in the last round of tension and violence between Ukraine and Russia, Germany and France uh, played a major role in securing the ceasefire and peace agreement back when Russia invaded Crimea.
0: I want to ask you about the reports we're seeing today regarding some intercepted communication that U.S. officials have obtained and it appears to Russian leadership talking in these conversations about some of the risks associated with invading Ukraine. Some of the information over the weekend, I think, would be concerning to officials in Moscow because it details how many people could die as a result of Russia invading Ukraine.
1: Yes, uh, this was a report that was aired earlier this morning on CNN. Um, um, and it is ha- said that um, American intelligence uh, sources have been intercepted internal communication within Russia between officials in various positions that are questioning the um, risk or if the invasion is worth it. Um, Currently, we understand that. Uh, Putin has amassed about 70% of the forces and weapons that um, he's needed for a full-scale invasion over Ukraine. And if by the end of mid-February, a week or two from now, um, he will be ready for a grand invasion into Ukraine. And according to this assessment, it's going to take about um, a few days, 40 hours to um, invade the city, the capital of Ukraine, Kiev. Um It's an interesting because um, we always think that Russia is unified with its statements and we always hear um, three people. Um, the president, of course, President Putin, the foreign minister and the defense minister. And now we understand according to the report um, that maybe it's not true and maybe there are other voices and it we have to see what happens if Putin will decide to invade Ukraine, what we those people who are voicing their concerns will actually do. It's
0: quite interesting. And this really doesn't have to do specifically with this story, but it's a story I think we could cover more of in, in other podcasts, even discussing how large Russia really is and how many different states within Russia there are that are basically operating independently. So you have a lot of different voices and ideas. And when it comes to something that would affect the entire country, such as the response of the West and sanctions that would come with an invasion, it's a conversation that as you note, is much larger than just three top officials that we often hear from. I wanna shift now to another story, quite a sad story out of Morocco that the entire world was following over the past week regarding a boy who was trapped in a well. What do we know about this story?
1: Yes, and over the past week, I really hope that this is going to be our good news story of this podcast. But unfortunately, on Saturday night, uh, we received the news that little Ryan, a five-year-old from a small village in northern Morocco, has died. Um, Ryan fell into a water well at the beginning of last week. And for five days, um, the local forces and medical forces and security and volunteers tried Um, to rescue him from uh, the depth of the well. Um, The world and me (laughs) watched, hoping for a good and happy ending, but um, it was very tricky because, one, we didn't know exactly his situation, despite the fact that they did uh, send out a camera into the 100-feet-long well, and they tried to send him food and um, oxygen, but they didn't know whether he's alive or not and what exactly is his condition. Um, and also, they were fearing that they might, um, with digging out um, around the well, my, the dirt might fall and suffocate um, this little boy. So on Saturday, after a new local time, thousands of people were gathering around the well, hoping um, to for him to be rescued, and um, they stood there in silence. And despite all the hopes and prayers from all around the world, he was um, taken out of the well into the ambulance in a sh- very short time afterwards. Um, an official statement by the king of Morocco um, said that he has died. Uh, Morocco declared the day of mourning on Sunday, yesterday, and tributes and condolences from all around the world uh, were sent um, to Morocco and to the family of Ryan Omar. May he rest it, in peace.
0: It's hard to emphasize enough how much of a story this was in Morocco. The entire country was glued to the news, seeing what would happen, and it really took over social media, everyone looking for a, a positive outcome. And it ended up being such a sad story.
1: Indeed, and not only in Morocco, uh, but also around the uh, Arab world and around the world, too. And I know that the rabbi of Morocco held a special vigil and a prayer on Friday um, at the beginning of Shabbat, uh, hoping that this will help um, the safe and secure rescue of Ryan.
0: You've been listening to Fox News senior field producer, Yonat Freeling. We'll be right back. I want to shift now to our last story people may have missed over the past week, having to do with a breaking development today in the case of NSO, a group that makes spy software in Israel. Our report today indicates that that software was being used internally to target top officials in the Israeli government. What do we know?
1: This was a, an amazing story, but the Israeli daily newspaper *Kalkalist* and um, that was first brought to our attention about three weeks ago when they said that there, they have evidence of the Israeli police using this Pegasus spyware uh, by the Israeli company NSO to use against several people without court order. Um, but today we understand that it's not only specific people, but is a wide range of people. Among them are lawmakers, journalists, government officials, business people, activists, and even the son of uh, Prime Minister Net- former Prime Minister Netanyahu and, and, and his advisors, um, all seem to be without any specific reason and without court approval, which is against the Israeli law. Um it seems that, um, and despite, of course, uh, denial by the Israeli police and the and, and NSO group as well, which said before that they're not targeting Israeli or American phones, both of these arguments have been dismissed in this past day and past weeks. NSO has been sanctioned by the U.S. because of its use against um, world leaders and activists and opposition leaders all around the world. One of the cases we heard of is uh, Kamal Khashoggi back in Turkey and Saudi Arabia. Um, The Israeli political arena has been searing since this morning, including journalists and almost every person I know, um, demanding a governmental uh, inquiry committee. Uh, Prime Minister Bennett said this morning at the opening of the uh, Israeli cabinet that this is a very serious Um, concern. um, And it will not be uh, unanswered. Um, We still don't know what's going to happen. One of the immediate results of this is the trial that uh, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is taking place this time. And the uh, judges decided to postpone the hearing that was scheduled for tomorrow because one of the key witnesses is on the list of the people who have been published earlier today. So this might change a few things um, in Netanyahu's uh, trial and the way Israeli police um, and the judicial system works. By the way, we haven't heard anything from the Israeli police by now. And it's been about 10 hours since the report has been published.
0: Another example of a massive story for an individual country that may not get as much attention from the rest of the world, but has some serious consequences for a key U.S. ally. I want to get quickly to our good news story of the week, something much lighter.
1: Yes, our good news story of the day is about Fritzi the raccoon, the recent Instagram sensation. Fritzi is a rescued raccoon uh, from Berlin, um, and he lives with two other siblings, um, Eddie and Marvin. Um, the three of them were rescued by the veterinarian Mathilde Leninger. Um, and she uh, grows, she lives with them in her apartment in Berlin. Um, and she decided to open an Instagram account to for Fritzi. And in a very short time, Fritzi got more than 12,000 followers. Um, and you can see all the mischiefs <laughs> and the funny things that the three of them are doing. Um, Matilda, the owner, said that she decided to help people understand how sweet raccoons are because uh, in the past five years, they have been uh, declared an invasive, invasive species in Europe and people hunt them down and try to kill them. So check out Fritzy the Rescue Raccoon on Instagram.
0: Just my type of story. A great animal story to end this week's podcast. You're not Freeling, a senior Fox News field producer, joining us once again on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition podcast. You're not. Thank you.
1: Thanks, Dwayne. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up to the minute news, go to foxnews.com.